0: I am your father. Join me and we can rule the galaxy. Don't make me destroy you.
1: Uh, you got a problem with your lightsaber?
0: I'm not sure it was working a second ago.
1: <laughs> Did you order it from some discount online toy seller?
0: What do you mean? I I got it from lasersword.de. Oh, uh, Darth.
1: You should have shopped at Jet's Toy Hut. They have the best zero-movement packing and shipping online. Yes, yes. The Toy Hut staff are collectors themselves, so they know exactly what the customer expects.
0: Yes, I see. I still have my choking powers, you know. They
1: have seven sizes of custom Toy Hut boxes. They just never toss a lightsaber into any old shipping box. All orders are packed securely, using peanuts, bubble wrap, air pillows, or even packaging paper.
0: You know what? Forget what I said. You're not my son. Goodbye. ToyHut.com All too easy. Previously on Caustic Soda, Kevin, Torin, Joe, and Robin were holed up in a bunker deep beneath the surface of the earth, discussing their next move against the growing horde of flesh-eating zombies lurking above. Will our heroes come together in the face of certain doom? Or will they go stir-crazy and kill and eat Kevin? Stay tuned, fair listeners, for the spine-tingling conclusion of Zombies! Coming up on...
2: Caustic Soda!
1: In the
3: news.
1: (laughs) So for anybody who's been living under a rock the last sort of like month and a half. Torrin lives under a rock. (laughs) The rent is really reasonable. (laughs) There have been some pretty
3: high profile cases in the news lately about zombie-like behavior. It's, It's the upcoming zombie apocalypse. Or just that people know that you want to hear news that sounds like it's the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Maybe there's a lot of face eating that goes on in the regular course of a day and it just hasn't
1: been
0: getting good press. It doesn't get the zombie angle? Yeah. Until yeah, now? Nobody realized it.
1: There was a gentleman named Rudy Eugene who ate a homeless man's face off mm. in Miami.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I probably don't need to go into any of the more of the gruesome details than that. It kind of says it all. Was the hobo alive? I believe he was dead. I believe he had been uh, murdered and then he ate his face post-mortem.
4: I remember being – I heard it on the news and I was completely shocked and, of course, first thing that came to mind was, yeah, he's he's undead. I mean he he was naked. Apparently it happened on the street and all these people were driving by and, and saw it happen and were so horrified that they didn't say anything. Um, right. and, until a nearby police officer drove by, saw it actually happening, and shot uh,
3: Rudy. Yeah, he oh, ended really? up shooting. Yes?
1: Yeah, he got shot. He was shot and died. That's Hopefully un- in the head. Fucking acceptable.
3: Everybody has a cell phone in their pocket. 911, dial. Yeah. Like, if you don't want to do mm-hmm. anything because you're freaked out, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I get it. Like, the mm-hmm. guy's eating somebody's face. Don't get involved. But call the police. They were probably like, oh, finally the city is taking care of the homeless problem. <laughs> maybe Maybe they're just a bunch of libertarians and they're like, it's hey, a face-eat-face
0: face world out there. Yeah,
3: you know, this is just survival
4: of the fittest. <laughs> and did the homeless guy, did he have, like, leftover pizza on his face or something? Was that <laughs> well, what happened? You, you think it
1: might have been entrapment? He'd been luring
4: him oh, in? God, yeah, so that was
1: the first of several examples in quick that's succession. that's just cannibalism. On one that's one not zombie. In reaction to this story... Okay. There was that guy pulling the zombie hoax in Miami right afterwards okay. as a result of the story. All right, tying it in. And the CDC, in reaction to this story, that's when the CDC first released that one <laughs> press release saying there is no evidence of a zombie apocalypse.
0: One guy does not make an apocalypse, people.
1: But I have more than one guy. Okay. A week later, New Jersey resident Wayne Carter reportedly cut off pieces of his own flesh and cut out a rope of his intestines. What? And threw it at police after barricading himself in his home.
0: Quick, Robin, the intestine rope.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Surprise, surprise, police say Carter has had psychiatric problems in the past. Really? Mm -hmm. That is shocking. Now, I didn't know that was a police deterrent was the flinging of the innards, your, your own guts. I, I don't guess that would deter wouldn't, anyone.
3: Wouldn't that deter you? Yes. From going in after a guy? Yeah, but Aren't there animals maybe. that do that as a technique?
0: In oh, the, you're thinking of like the... Uh... Danny
3: Trejo did it in Machete. <laughs>
0: he did, yes. I he was going to say the sea cucumber, but...
3: Um, yeah, <laughs> I think that, that's it, yeah. that
1: Danny Trejo, that's his nickname, the sea cucumber. <laughs> At least when he gets naked. you got to
0: have a pretty strong constitution to... Cut out your own intestine like a rope.
4: Or you could just be, like, really
1: psychiatrically damaged or
0: PCP where you don't feel pain. And
4: And I I wouldn't actually see a zombie doing that, throwing what's left inside them, you know, and then then Uh, what are they going to do, right? Maybe you just really had
0: to take a shit and couldn't wait for the peristalsis. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta get this out of me (laughs) right now.
1: (laughs) On that same night in Baltimore... 21-year-old Alexander Kinyua's brother found a human head and hands in a wash tub in the basement of their house. He alerted his father, who called the authorities. And Alexander Kinyua later admitted that he killed his roommate and ate his heart and brains. Mm. Mm. All right. Mm. Brain eating. On the same night that Wayne Carter was throwing his
0: intestines at police. All right. Now it's well, a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Got me.
1: <laughs> We've tipped the scale. Well, there's, there's one more. Oh, oh, Jesus my oh, I've God. got way more,
3: but you go ahead. What's
0: uh, happening to the world? <laughs> the latest
1: of these stories that I was able to find was in China, actually, where mm-hmm. a city bus driver stopped his bus in the middle of traffic, blocking a woman's car in. He got up out of his bus, climbed up on the hood of the woman's car, and began beating her windshield. When she got out of the car to flee, he jumped on her and began chewing her face. And there are actually photos of this online because people have all their little camera phones. I would like to see this photo. Uh, we'll post it on the website, causticsodapodcast.com, for anybody who wants to see the photos. Then they have an aftermath photo where, where she has uh, lots of blood and uh, abrasions mm-hmm. on her face. And this was not during a zombie walk, was it? No, no, no. This was during a regular day in China. Evidently, uh, she's had to go in and had extensive plastic surgery right. to her mouth and nose. To her lips and nose and cheeks. Ugh, bite marks. We have bite marks.
3: Now, you mentioned he was kind of the, the beginning of this whole zombie apocalypse. That's actually not true. That, that He's just on, the one that got the press. There's an entire string of news stories of a zombie apocalypse in Florida leading up to that. And I'm just going to summarize Yeah, lay it the, on us. the titles. Okay. Uh, May 16th. This is uh, 10 days before the face eating. MacArthur High School has met situation. Students, teachers decontaminated after breaking out in a rash. May 19th, no confirmation on chemical at Fort Lauderdale International Airport, which was evacuated. May 21st, police, man bites woman in Westchester. May 23rd, I-285 reopens after Hazmat incident. Also on the 23rd, man bites cousin's nose off. On the 24th, 2nd Broward School reports mystery rash. On the 25th, Hazmat called after kids exposed to pesticide on bus. Also on the 25th, disoriented, in quotes, passenger subdued on flight in Miami. On the twenty sixth, that would be the naked man allegedly eating Fixum's face shot and killed by Miami police. And on the also on the twenty sixth, Florida doctor spits blood at highway patrolmen. after DUI arrest. That all sounds normal to me. I don't know what you guys. Are. Well, these are pretty a, much. That's a good weekend it's in just Florida, f- right? It's just a fun build up to. There's a rash, and then there's people eating faces, and now there's a guy spitting blood at a cop, Did and then bam, all of a sudden, thousands and thousands. There was of just
4: a crazy case of poison ivy going around.
3: That's <laughs> yeah. all it is. Poison ivy and assholes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, maybe that guy was doing the homeless man a favor because he had an extremely itchy face due to the poison ivy of oh, the
0: unknown right. rash. You got this rash. Can you eat my face off, please? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's damn, driving me crazy. It's, really it's that damn pain. itchy
3: pee. <laughs> oh, oh it's itch, the itching the pee.
0: pee. Full circle. I have an item All right. from July 6, 2012 in Detroit. If entrepreneur Mark Suwak has anything to do with it, Detroit's economy may soon have new life breathed into it by the undead. Oh, How <laughs> ironic. Yep. <laughs> He's hoping to bring a zombie theme park called Z-World, or for Joe, Z-World. World.
3: <laughs> well, it's in America. They can call it Z-World. I'm fine with Americans calling it Z. That's their word.
0: Z-World would be a massive 200-acre theme park, a survival ride of sorts, where people stay the night and try to fend off zombies. <laughs> If players are caught so, in the night, they would turn into zombies and go chase their friends, he says. So it's like zombie apocalypse meets laser tag. I love oh. this idea. Oh. Siwak who is trying to raise $140,000 to create Z-World. A, a, a bargain at half the price. Said that Detroit is a... Twice the price, I think you mean. Uh, I meant half the price. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks one hundred and forty is too much. Oh, I get it. It's a joke. Yeah. Said the Detroit is a perfect fit as parts of it almost resemble a post apocalyptic town. Call back to our ghost towns episode. Yeah, yeah
1: absolutely.
0: He must have heard our Ghost Towns episode. He was inspired. Oh, We've TM'd it. Let's sue. <laughs> the cordoned off section would have professional undead cast members chasing around paying customers who will race around in search of a safe haven in empty businesses, homes, and factories. Presumably there would be a weapons check. But I haven't confirmed (laughs) that yet.
3: Yeah, but it's Detroit. You might just stumble across some (laughs) real (laughs) weapons somewhere.
0: Somebody dropped their like third piece. There are formal proposals to essentially abandon some Detroit neighborhoods. That's not a solution, says uh Mark. We must be more creative than that. Let's start something fun and unique to revitalize an area and create jobs. So, Uh, we're going to revitalize Mm -hmm. Detroit by bringing in zombie actors. And we will put the link to the Indiegogo fundraising (laughs) site. Nice. I I checked yesterday. It was at 6,000-something. Not bad. Something good is finally being done on Indiegogo.
1: It's about (laughs) time.
4: You know, I uh, grew up near Detroit uh, from Windsor. And uh, Detroit actually would make the perfect city for what this guy is planning. The whole city is... There's acid rain, and you know, there's green goop just stretching down the sides of uh, buildings and, and uh, <laughs> sculptures and public yeah. artwork. And there's uh, lots of uh, man made islands where nobody lives there. Say so, like Zug Island is just all industry. And that starts
0: with Z as well. It ah. does. It's perfect. It's
4: perfect. Somebody should tell. They this would guy. barely have but to rename it. Island. Yeah, they'd barely have to rename it.
1: How much are tickets? <laughs> You should go to Indiegogo and pre buy tickets.
4: Uh, You know what? I will give him money, but only if he builds a zombie roller coaster. <laughs> you know where maybe some of the beams a little too low and I was you know knocks there's... your hands off if you got them up uh in the air i was gonna say there's zombies behind me in the
0: back car quick keep going keep going <laughs> it just never stops <laughs> That's it. you just have them leaning out, like and <laughs> like lunge at you think about those restraints i have
1: a story about zombie proof condos okay mm-hmm. condoms
3: no. zombie
0: proof condoms
3: there's no such thing <laughs> It's, it's, no, it's a big metal one that goes over your head, so yeah. you can't get it your brain. Uh, no, zombie-proof condos. They had a
1: property development in Kansas that they marketed as zombie-proof. All right. Hmm.
0: Big uh, zombie problem in Kansas.
1: The website is survivalcondo.com. Okay. Unfortunately, they're sold out. Oh. These 1,820-square-foot condos come with an indoor pool, a spa, an exercise facility, a classroom, a library, a movie theater, a minor surgical center artificial oh. windows which are actually TVs that can display anything okay okay and an elevator because it's underground gotcha it's an old missile silo that oh. has been repurposed
3: that is fantastic into
1: condos very cool owners also get off-the-grid power thanks to a wind turbine and many solar panels
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, next to the sold notice on the website it also states that they now have an in-house dentist orthodontist nice. Oh, and did we mention it also comes with a weapons cache?
0: Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay, that brings me to...
1: All of this for the bargain basement price of $2 million per floor. That's but is fair. it
0: cable ready, though? <laughs> That's the big question.
1: Well, there won't be any cable being broadcast to concern yourself with because the worth will be overrun by zombies. Well, hm.
0: I assume that there will be zombie newscasters and zombie theater going on. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. yeah. th- the brain forecast for today <laughs> is brains. <laughs>
0: But that brings me to the natural question. What is the best weapon to have in a zombie apocalypse? Um, Nuclear missile. <laughs> I think it would Do the trick. That's kind of like... They have g- atomic zombies. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is that's true right. that's, that's way worse now they're just glowing and green and huge and
1: strong <laughs> that's kind of like hitting an ant with a sledgehammer though isn't it i've always described to the whole like don't let them get up close and personal There's right. plenty especially when people start to die yeah there's plenty of ballistic weapons out there that you can like knock them off from a distance so i'm going with the full-on hunting rifle and scope that's the, the that's the ideal the situation. issue
4: is though what if you run out of bullets
1: yeah that's not really possible i mean when, once, once the human race oh. starts to get wiped out, the amount of munitions that are available in America alone, like not even counting Canada So you're holding us in or, the gun
0: shop
2: then?
3: No, you just... Yeah, it's, it's getting to that ammo is the problem, though. Uh, well, right? How much know. ammo do you have on you?
1: Uh, well, I know where there's lots of it.
3: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so does everybody. Yeah. That's going to be the problem. You're all going to be fighting each other over ammo, and then you're going to waste it on each other. <laughs> Listen, the number one defense against zombies is a brisk walk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's unless they surround you
3: just uh, oh no
4: i'm gonna go with thor's hammer on this one too okay. well, I think that, sure. might do, that might uh, do the trick yeah. the ability know. to hover sure and shoot <laughs> <chew> lightning <laughs> and that'll bad. pop a zombie's head right off
0: what about uh, you Tom? what do you think well my friend and uh, our listener chris chow mentioned the the halogen bar the
3: Halligan Halligan bar. how does Have that work this
0: no. it is a fireman's tool Ooh. OK.
1: All right. Yeah. The one that they use to like break doors down and like uh like they use it kind of as a battering
0: ram as well as a uh, yeah, it's as like well a uh pry bar. It's an axe. It's a, a crowbar. crowbar. Yeah. It's a kind of a spiky thing all in one. It's kind of got reach. It's nice and heavy. Yeah, it, it definitely has piercing power. It's
1: designed to pierce hard things that. And if you, are you want to take to out pierce.
0: someone's head, this seems like the you know, as long as you can hang on to it. There's yeah. no ammunition. It's reliable. There's not a lot of working parts in it that can go wrong.
3: Yeah, it looks like it could get stuck in them, though. I think I want something like like a katana, like a real, mm. but not not one of these fake ones at all, yeah. but an actual, well-made, made for actually hurting and cutting people katana. And just start the whole, the, three peg, the three pig
1: the three pig katana. Yeah, yeah, right.
3: And just three feet of steel death. Mm-hmm. Just a big long blade. I don't have to be all that good. I don't have to hit with a tiny little axe head or something like that. I just, like, swing hard. Fair enough. That's what I want.
4: I would say uh, one of the worst weapons would be a flamethrower. And you see that every once in a while in in movies, you know, with the flamethrower. It's like, do
3: you really want zombies zombie. possibly
4: running zombies <laughs> you know on fire rushing at you to me that would just make things so much worse
3: yeah the flamethrower is mostly about the pain before they die stopping them from being a threat but with mm-hmm. zombies they don't care no. so they'll just keep coming at you burning and
4: uh one of my favorite weapons of choice from uh films is from uh, dead alive when uh, they use a Lawnmower. Right. And they just kind of lift up the lawnmower, <laughs> yeah. and the main character just manages to cut a perfect pathway through a room full of zombies. Right. To me, that did the trick and supplied about 40 gallons of blood. We wanted to get into pop culture?
1: Sure. We Now's came all this way. Yeah. Should we start? At,
4: it's got to like, be Night of the Living
1: Dead, right? Night I mean, of the Living Dead. Kind well, of the you know, great it, grandpappy of. Uh it's of true. modern zombie movies, isn't and, it?
4: You know, with the all the Romero diehards, they, they know this, but you know, he never really intended it to actually start the zombie legacy that he did. He initially uh, conceived them to be ghouls. Flesh Eaters. What was the source um, um, of the
0: zombification?
4: They say in the movie, they, in uh, news clips, you just hear about a meteor passing by. And that's as far as we get into okay. it. And, yeah. and it's funny because in all of his films, he never even attempts to explain the source this, okay. of the zombification. Yeah, yeah. It just it. happens. The movies, just don't, the movies it. don't need it, right? You really don't. He came up with the term survival horror. And, uh, of course, so many films try to follow suit where uh, the story is just about a big group of people being trapped and they have to uh, get out of there without killing themselves. Right.
1: I I, I love Night of the Living Dead. I think it's a fantastic film. I think there's some inherent social commentary. Uh, I think it was groundbreaking in the fact that it was the the male lead was actually Mm -hmm. African-American, which was in 1966 or whatever the heck it was, was – Certainly not the norm. Uh, I, I think he made a lot of brave choices, and and it was a it was a
4: good movie. He doesn't make a dime off the movie anymore, right? Uh, it's all these other companies that uh, he lost the rights to his his own movie. And anytime you purchase a copy of uh, Night of the Living Dead, he doesn't see a penny from. Oh, it, oh. which is huh. really sad.
0: I guess I'll have to legally download it then. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> that's right.
4: Let's talk about Reanimator. Stuart Gordon classic. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but these aren't
1: like uh, zombies in the sort of classic Romero-esque zombie sense, because they sort of like talk and interact and all that stuff, don't they? No,
0: not in Reanimator. It's a, The source of zombification is a reagent. Uh-huh. Uh, for those who haven't seen it, a dedicated student at a medical college and his girlfriend become involved in bizarre experiments centering around the reanimation of dead tissue when an odd new student arrives on campus. This is, of course, loosely adapted from H.P. Lovecraft's Herbert West Reanimator. hmm and so, basically, this student comes from Zurich, having done some weird experiments there, and he uh-huh. rents out the basement of one of the medical students, accidentally kills the cat. He's been working on this reanimation serum. It does reanimate the dead, but they're kind of crazy and... Flesh-eating? Feral, I guess you would say. Uh, Mm -hmm. Often naked. Yeah. Yes, that's true. So through a series of hilarious occurrences, (laughs) more and more people die, and then more and more people get reanimated, and the cycle goes on and on and on, including the dean of the school. And uh, I don't want to spoil the ending, but uh, some of the main characters. (laughs) And uh, the first uh, human that gets reanimated was actually Arnold Schwarzenegger's stunt double.
2: Oh. oh, okay. So he's
0: quite a large, muscly fellow. Uh huh. He's huge. Yeah. So it's not the type of zombie apocalypse kind of movie where you it would be spread. Yeah,
1: this is more like a zombie threes company.
0: Right? <laughs> sure. You know, with misunderstandings and pratfalls and wacky hijinks. Wacky hijinks.
3: Comment you on a brain.
0: <laughs> and these are not the kind of zombies that want to eat you, and they're not slow moving zombies. They're just, you know. All of the corpses that he reanimates are freshly dead. That's kind of yes. what he wants. He, his Herbert West's idea is to defeat death. Right, he doesn't right. mean for those zombies to be crazy and homicidal. That's right. just the way it works. <laughs> so a, he's kind a, of trying to perfect his serum yeah. through a series of tests. <laughs> the scientific method, if you will. Exactly. That's how you uh-huh. do it.
4: They're like in a frenzied state all all the time. And uh, I'm not sure if there's any scenes of them running, but they definitely move very quickly. And they also inhabit super strength.
0: The serum also makes them hulkish kind of it kind of kind does actually yeah. yeah there was bride of reanimator and bride of bride mm-hmm. of reanimator or whatever but uh, it's second cousin of reanimator I Very forward thinking <laughs> yeah i think it was in the original where one of the victim's heads was severed and so he decided to inject serum both into the head and the body to see what would happen yes. yeah so the head the body grabbed the head ran off and the dead guy was kind of obsessed with one of the ladies in the film yeah and uh there was kind of a cunnilingus scene with the dude holding his own head
4: <laughs> very i name him jeffrey coombs it's probably jeffrey Combs. And he's a wonderful wonderful actor and uh brings a lot of tension to the role and really makes the character of Herbert West. Now I have not read the original uh, story uh, and I I don't know if he's uh, similar in disposition uh, or not uh, but he really carries the movie, you know, zombies yeah. are no zombies. He's uh, he's quite he, good and very he's, entertaining. Yeah,
1: he's creepy and weird and like he acts like the kind of person you would imagine would do this sort of mm-hmm. thing. Well, Torrin, you've obviously read the original story. Does it uh... And
0: I've met Jeffrey Combs. Oh. But I have no insight. Oh. (laughs) Uh,
4: And that's all I have to say about that.
0: Herbert West Reanimator Lovecraft was actually a kind of a six-part short story. Like a serialized thing that got printed in a magazine at some point. And I recall it to be kind of not very – not as exciting as the movie. (laughs) Right. Okay. No cunnilinga scenes. (laughs) Not that I recall.
3: (laughs) So I was asked to watch uh, Zombie Honeymoon. It's not a zombie movie. Oh. No. It's ter- and it's terrible. Don't, don't watch this movie, unless you really want to watch a bad movie. So I would, instead, I want to talk about my favorite zombie movie, which is Shaun of the Dead. Oh, oh yeah. Number one. It, it's so self-aware. It's, it pays so much wonderful homage to the standard zombie tropes, but also being hilariously funny. The reason why they did this movie... Uh, Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright and a bunch of the other people involved worked together on a BBC series called, or a, a, an English TV series, I'm not sure if it's BBC called "Spaced, mm. which is like a comedy about roommates and geeks living together, kind of yeah. It's really a great show. Uh, but they had one episode where he was playing uh, Resident Evil and he had been up so late that he started hallucinating that zombies were attacking him Mm -hmm. and they had so much fun getting kind of fans of the show to come and play zombies in this one little short segment that they were like, we should do a zombie movie and that's how it started and then they wrote it as just a comedy zombie movie. They like to call it a a rom-com a a romantic (laughs) comedy Comedy zombie zombie. movie.
1: Yeah, that's a perfect way to describe that movie. Yeah,
3: it is, if you have not seen Shaun of the Dead, you are absolutely missing out. It is, Edgar Wright is a fantastic director. He knows how to cut out all the crap that does not need to be there and just concentrate on the funny and the gross and the, and the characters. It's great.
1: I, I was dating this girl, longtime time girlfriend data for like two years and we broke up. And the day that we broke up, I went down to the store and botched of the dead. And I don't know why to this day, I can't explain it. Because Why you, I was driven to Shaun of the Dead. You, know, you,
4: you felt sad, but you needed to be uplifted. If anything, that is the perfect breakup movie. Really? Yeah, the movie is about, you know, Simon Pegg, his character gets dumped in the movie and then, uh-huh. you know, he has to redeem himself. How did her oh. brains taste? Hmm,
0: Kevin. Salty. Now, is this the kind of movie where there's slow-moving zombies who want to eat your brains?
3: Yeah, there's totally slow-moving zombies. Like, the, the very first encounter, they're in their backyard. I think they got totally drunk the night before. Mm. And they see this young girl in the backyard who's just kind of uh, standing there, you know, being zombified. But they, they see her, and they're like, what's going on? And you think that their reaction is going to be, oh, my goodness, a zombie. She stinko! Look at her! And they, they like think she's totally wasted drunk in their backyard and start yeah. making fun. But then she jumps on Simon Pegg and starts trying to eat his brain. So they have to fight her off. And yeah. they start to realize that the world that they're in has changed.
1: And a great turn w- uh, by the awesome actor Bill Nighy as uh, Sean's uh, stepfather. stepfather.
3: Yes. <laughs> you know, I talked
4: about it before. Uh, uh, Lucio Fulci's Zombie, otherwise known as Zombie 2, otherwise known as Dawn of the Dead 2. It is the unofficial Dawn of the Dead 2. It's, okay. it's Italian-made, and uh, 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 Italian films are very well known for having mockbusters. So they just wait till the movie comes out in the States and is very popular, and then they do their own version of it right. and pretend it's a part of the <laughs> legacy. Okay. They're famous for
0: it. Bless those uh-huh. Italians.
4: So it's, 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 it's easy to find, but it's hard to find under one particular title. Right, okay. Um, And he goes with the very classic slow-moving, shambling uh, zombies. Of course, there's this mad doctor who lives on an island, and he thinks he has uh, uh, the cure for death. And, of course, it goes horribly wrong. And uh, uh, all his patients, they come up uh, as, as zombies. And this crew of people get trapped on this island in particular and then have to survive this whole ordeal. I think it's the second zombie encounter that you see, as I mentioned, was a beautifully shot scene where you have a zombie underwater who uh, fights with the shark. Yeah. And the, uh, I've, I've seen this particular scene. I haven't seen the movie in its entirety.
1: But Robin has forced me to watch this scene more than one occasion. Yeah. And it is one of the greatest things you've ever seen.
4: It is really a, a boyhood's dream. <laughs> first of all, yeah, you know, I can't geek out enough over it. First of all, you have this uh, uh, topless female diver swimming in the water, uh-huh. right? And she's all swimming around. And then she sees, oh, my God, there's a zombie underwater, which would probably be the most frightening thing on the face of the planet. <laughs> you're underwater. You think you're perfectly safe from the zombies, right? Yeah. But no, here's a zombie underwater. She gets saved by a shark who comes in and starts attacking the the head zombie. Uh, the said zombie. And Probably the, the smell of blood. The impressive mm-hmm. part is when
1: when was this movie shot? In the seventies? Yes, shot in the seventies, so. nineteen seventy nine. So this isn't CGI. There's a stuntman yes. fighting a real shark wow. underwater in zombie makeup.
4: He has no scuba gear or anything like that. Um, it's unbelievable. He gets his arm caught in the shark's mouth, and the shark rips off the zombie's arm. I don't know the story of how they they actually filmed it. I just think they lucked out with a little bit of uh, awesome movie magic and created one of the most memorable
3: scenes in any zombie film. I'm going to spoil it for you. The infamous shark versus zombie scene was filmed in a large, Water tank, and the shark was fed horse meat and sedatives before filming. All right. Horse still meat. would not get me in that. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's fed horse no. meat and sedatives. There was still
1: an actual stuntman in there yeah. with him in zombie makeup fighting with the shark with a prosthetic arm obviously wedged in its mouth.
3: I do not trust that somebody knows how much horse meat you have to feed a shark <laughs> for it <laughs> to be, be satiated. <laughs> it's, uh, really? How much How much testing have well, you done on this? And
1: not only that, it obviously wasn't entirely satiated because they somehow got it to uh, like agree to rip this prosthetic arm off of this zombie (laughs) player. It's it's impressive. Like, very, very for impressive. that scene alone, it's okay. worth watching the movie.
4: Also, uh, impressive is another equally extremely squeamish scene of uh, this very beautiful woman with uh, large eyes, and she gets this wooden splinter in her eye. But it, they really build up to it. It's a very uh, a slow scene. Uh, Builds tension. Huge, huge tension with this crazy graphic, gory payoff. And so, uh, you know, for all those people a little squeamish when it comes to the eye area, uh, you're going to Love it. This will freak you the F out. There is also, I should mention, a Zombie 3 also by uh, Fulci. It's kind of interesting. So, if the first one was called Zombie 2 Mm. and this is Zombie 3, what is Zombie 1? (laughs) It doesn't doesn't actually exist. We're still waiting. (laughs) Oh, those crazy Italians, I tell you. Uh, Zombie 3, not as good as Zombie 2. uh, A lot of fun. It still holds up. And there is, uh, for the gore hounds, just some crazy uh, uh, graphic scenes in there. Especially one which has nothing to do with zombies. There's this uh, pregnant woman and she has to give birth right there on the spot. And there's no doctors or anything there. Somehow a human hand busts out of her stomach, and oh, this is yeah. a very large human hand, like a man <laughs> yeah. hand. Uh, uh, a little
0: baby fist? <laughs>
4: yeah, it's not a baby fist, and there is no baby or anything. <laughs> there is just this arm and a hand Bursting that comes out, a burst out of her, yeah. Uh, it has to be seen to be believed.
2: Abercrombie was so meek and quiet. Abercrombie was a hero type Oh, you never think he'd start a ride Then Abercrombie had a zombie Abercrombie never stole a hansom. Abercrombie never did a bump Never thought of crawling through a transom Then Abercrombie had a zombie Yes, yes he never passed a stop, he never sassed a cop He never drove a car into the Astor bar He didn't try to wade in the aqua cave He was just a Nicky, I'm afraid But like that other famous sinner Abercrombie met his Waterloo He's the man who didn't come to dinner cause I have a head a zombie. or was it 2 or was it 3 or 4 or 5 or 6? <laughs> Get it first to have
1: I watched a short film that I'm in possession of, directed by a good friend of mine Ed Brisson. Starring one and at Atkinson. Oh my I god. That. It's uh, a like breakout performance. It's a 20 minute short film called Graveyard. Mm-hmm. The source
0: of zombification was the coffee.
1: The owner of a bookstore, the owner operator of a bookstore was a neuromancer. And decided that he... Do you mean necromancer? Necromancer. (laughs) (laughs) He
3: he was jacked into the Matrix.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He was a necromancer, and he fed his employees poison coffee that would both Mm. kill them and reanimate them simultaneously so that he would no longer have to pay them.
0: Yes, and then uh, in a late night robbery, I got shot in the face... Right, and that's By how the they crazy knew. drunk. Who was actually drunk? The actor was very, very drunk when we <laughs> shot those scenes.
1: I heard. I heard that actor was originally supposed to play your role. Was that not true? I don't recall. I it's, think that's well, it's likely. And then think, at the
4: last minute,
1: they switched it
4: and did it the other way. <laughs> <Huh?
1: Soon laughs> I no, I, I think he was might have been
0: drunk for three or four uh, days straight and was unable uh, to uh, actually commit to the part. That seems likely. Yeah, uh, I got shot in the face, so I had a lot of prosthetics on for much of the shooting. And a little tip you're going to be in a movie with a lot of face prosthetics you might want to consider not having a character who has a beard (laughs) Mm. that stuff gets stuck right (laughs) in there extra time yeah
4: (laughs) Extra time. you know it's funny when you when you watch the movie and yeah you you get shot and you're covered with blood all over but then there's another good 20 minutes left of of the short film and you make no attempts to clean the blood (laughs) you just leave it there part of the zombification that's it yeah that's stress code (laughs) I think it's entertaining. There's
1: some actual funny parts. There's some parts where, you know, it kind of falls apart. But uh, a solid effort all around. Certainly, its shortfalls is not because of your performance. John. Oh,
0: thank you. Yeah, no problem.
4: What's the tagline? Is it uh, Night of the Living Dead meets Clerks? Something yeah, like that? Yeah, that's
0: mm-hmm. very much. It's very like two guys, me and James McBurney, are the clerks at the the 24-hour bookstore. <laughs> He, oh, so popular,
4: 24-hour bookstore. That, well, the, that's the
0: idea. He wants to, <laughs> the owner is played by Thor. Thor mickelson Mikkel, mickelson The yeah.
4: actual god of thunder.
0: Yeah. Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> We've talked about him before because yeah. he's kind of a. He was the star of Rock and Roll Nightmare. Yeah, uh, local Vancouver uh, uh, rock heavy and Heavy metal, yeah. yeah. And uh, we also got. Um, Joey, Shithead from, Joey Shithead from DOA. as uh, a. As homeless kind man. Of a homeless dude, yeah. Yeah. How, how long did it take to make it? Oh, I think like two days. Yeah, I should uh, mention if
4: uh, you uh, have a zombie short film sitting on your desk collecting dust, well, why not send it into the Rio Theater because they have their dead-on film competition. You have up until August 5th to submit your short zombie film, and they play the top ten submissions on uh, Friday, August 17th.
0: Can people oh. from all over the world submit to this?
4: They can, actually. Nice. It's not locals only. It's open to anyone. Um, this is the Rio Theater in Vancouver. For anyone who's interested, that is right. There's a big cash prize. I believe it's a thousand dollar cash prize. Nice. So wow. that could be enough money to film uh, to uh, fund your next short zombie. Film. Wow. Maybe
1: I should submit the short film that I was the cinematographer on after eight. Spelled A T E. Tell me more. Tell me more. Uh, basically, the entire film takes place inside a bathroom. Okay. Because zombies break... They're having a dinner party and the zombies break in through the front door and these two characters run into the bathroom to hide. Do
0: you specify the source of the zombification? We do not.
1: Okay. <laughs> we do, we do. We but it do was uh, it was a fun filmmaking exercise because I started this film collective and it was like the first real substantial production produced thing that we were doing we actually built a bathroom set with flyaway walls on a studio space and shot it all in a single day did you have a problem with the walls flying away it's been constructed really nicely there's one scene where they fight with the zombie if you look really closely you can kind of see the walls move a little (laughs) bit Yeah, yeah Uh, But not so much as it would be noticeable unless you're actually keeping your eye out for it. And that uh,
0: happens in my bathroom, too, so I can understand
1: it. The funny part about After Eight is that uh, a good friend of mine who's really savvy with the whole DVD authoring thing, he's the one who directed it. And he did a voiceover commentary with a bunch of the key creatives in it. And there was a second voiceover commentary by Zombies. And if you turn that commentary on, for the entire length of the movie, all you hear is, (laughs) <laughs> How quickly does that get annoying? But it's like a 15 minute long movie, and I just right. and it actually goes through the entire film. Yes. So you could Hilarious. watch the movie with uh, over, laid over top of the whole thing.
4: <laughs> it's good to know. Well, while we're uh, shamelessly promoting, then uh, I'm going to say uh, go on YouTube and look up Zombie Jesus the film, if you dare. <laughs> Zombie Jesus, the you'll film. probably regret it after you've watched it, but uh, you know, just go along with it. Go. Along Along with the ride, really fun. <laughs> if you want a bit more humor in uh, your zombie short films, you can look up The Rotten Truth, okay. uh, mm-hmm. which is a short film that uh, I made uh, for the Shortcuts Film Festival in uh, Victoria. And the same thing with uh, Zombie Jesus, the movie, uh, the stipulation is from the time that it's on filming to when you turn the camera off, that's your movie. Okay. Okay, so there's no post-production or right. anything
0: like that. It That's has how to, the film festival worked. Right.
4: Mm-hmm. It just has to be live, one take, one shot. And so I'm going to suggest uh, The Rotten Truth. Check that out the on YouTube. The Rotten Truth. You'll find it
3: hilarious.
0: I watched the mockumentary American Zombie.
4: Okay. Oh, here we go.
1: Now, I saw you post something on Facebook saying, yeah. uh, from what I've seen so far, I am going to watch this movie all the way to the end. Well, I
0: was watching three movies at the time. Okay. I was watching American Zombie. I was watching Dead Snow, Mm -hmm. and I was watching Pet Cemetery. Okay. Uh, And at that point, the only one I knew I was going to watch all the way through was American (laughs) Zombie, and that was because it's set up. It was pretty interesting. Okay. Filmmakers Grace Lee and John Solomon team up to shoot a documentary about high-functioning zombies living in Los Angeles and their struggles to gain acceptance in human society. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the premise is good. It's kind of... They started out with these kind of wacky characters, and they weren't... You know, they were interesting characters... Not being zombies. Okay. And then you add the zombies on top of that. It felt like the cherry on the sundae.
2: Exactly. Right?
0: So I was, because I'm not a huge zombie, like zombies are not my thing that I like to immerse myself in. Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) You don't like hugging zombies? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Hug a zombie. Give it a try. I I did go to
0: the zombie walk one time. Uh And it's pretty much exactly that point where I said, after I posted on Facebook, (laughs) it became kind of your... Usual normal zombie film and just sort of devolved for you. Yeah. Just kind of like lost.
4: But yeah. did you watch it to the
0: end? I did watch it all
4: the time. I got to right, tell okay. you personally, the end credits was my favorite part. Oh, what happened it, in the end credits? Because it
3: was finally over? Yes.
4: <laughs> yes, it was. This is a very non-traditional zombie film. If you want shambling zombies, if you want exploding brains, if you want shotguns and shackles and that sort of, you will see none of that in this in, in this film.
0: Not to give anything away. Mm-hmm. There is a kind of a neat scene where, quote-unquote, maggots, which are actually mealworms, mm-hmm. knowing my bugs knowing that I do, know, about your insects uh, started coming out of this lady and she had to go see her healer. And, yes. So you got to see worms. some special effects. Some okay. Worms. But most of it was just, like, texture on skin and stuff. Because all these people had—it was basically— basically a plague. Okay. Kind of, but yes. It was an infectious uh, disease that they didn't really understand, but if you died a horrible death and you had this infection in your body, then you would return to life and
4: The interesting thing about this film is that it really defies sort of uh, the laws and the modern myth of zombies. Right. And I think kind of harkens more towards oh, infection, everyone's kind of getting uh, uh infected. Um, although it does deal with the fact that uh, the subjects are undead. Mm-hmm. They don't really necessarily go into so much, whether it's caused just from a bite, you assume so, there's one scene that alludes to, or just if you die violently, you you come back to That's, uh, to that's what
0: they specify early on in the film, mm-hmm. which is just kind of weird. Uh, some of them are high-functioning zombies, but they also show this other class of zombies, which are just working in factories like 24 hours a day. And one of the dudes that they follow through the film is this zombie advocacy group dude (laughs) and so he goes into this factory where zombies are being abused right and and being forced to work it's like a zombie union yeah exactly right so that was there was a lot of interesting facets to this movie but ultimately a disappointment
4: it it really kills the mythos of zombies and especially any supernatural means forget about it you know i gotta wonder if the filmmakers were even horror fans to begin with yeah. or if they were just mockumentary fans yeah right. this
0: almost could have been like a kooky people with SARS. <laughs> right, right. Didn't have to be zombification. Yeah.
4: Right. Got it. Oh, no, that's a tagline.
1: <laughs> well, did anybody see? Because this sort of feels related to Fido. Did anybody see Fido?
4: Absolutely. I saw the Vancouver premiere. Uh, it was absolutely wonderful. They rolled out the red carpet, and they had uh, zombies that greeted you as you red uh, went was through the tied door. With blood. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious Canadian-made film.
1: Yeah, and it, it's about people keeping zombies as pets. Okay. The title "Zombies Named Fido." Right. Like instead of a dog, you have a zombie. So, does
3: anybody uh, really name their dog Fido these days? Or Spot well, or we whatever. Well, we should mention
4: that the movie kind of takes place in like the 50s. Well, you go ahead and talk about it because I haven't actually seen the whole thing. Oh, you haven't seen it. Well it takes place in the 50s. All right. That's it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming uh, out, Rob. They, they kind of call it like a uh, Night of the Living Dead meets uh, Leave it to Beaver. Yeah, and mm-hmm. June Cleaver is uh, Carrie Ann Moss. Carrie Ann Moss. She does a wonderful job. And Billy Connolly plays... Fido himself and so they adopt this Fido the zombie to kind of do household chores for them the little boy carrying uh, carrying Moss's son befriends Fido now they wear these collars, and these collars inhibit their their behaviors, and if they don't wear the collars, then, of course, they go berserk. So as long as they have their their collars on, then uh, uh, they're safe. But lo and behold, something happens to Fido's collar, of course. Of course. Uh, And he kind of goes on a killing spree. And so it's a story about uh, a boy who's... In the zombie. In the zombie, (laughs) you know? And wouldn't you want to be BFFs with the zombie? Wouldn't that be, like, the ultimate friend to have? Nope. Here's here's the closed... He'd be a terrible wingman.
1: (laughs) Here's the close circle on the zombie part of this story, during the making of the film somebody who was playing a zombie in the movie died and a person that I know who was working on the movie discovered the dead body.
0: Oh! This movie is desiccated to the memory (laughs) of...
1: Except the rumor is that the guy uh, overdosed on drugs, oh, and uh, that was a, did he uh, come back to life? Maybe they,
4: it, only if they if the tomb was on the family. The studio plot. has
3: no comment on that. Yeah. So
4: he could be naked right now, chewing on someone's face, <laughs> all jacked up on bath salts
3: strangely enough he got hired for Fox TV programming
4: yeah it's pretty hard to uh, mix a well crafted comedy with a zombie film of course Shaun of the Dead is you know the best example Uh, right underneath that just might be Fido
3: my friend Jeff Edwards does the voice of zombie that's with an X X X-O-M-B-I-E which is a flash cartoon that they're trying to get out there and get people to see it's basically about a zombie who is struggling to retain part of his humanity and he's trying to save this little girl and reunite her with her family and legions of undead are attacking and he's fighting them all off to save her and he's got a little zombie dog as his buddy.
1: So it's kind of like Terminator 2 where the kind Terminator of. is the protector
3: Yeah, it's pretty cute uh, It's I think it's aimed at a younger audience than we are This is based off of a comic book series is yeah. it not? Uh, It's pretty hard to find, like,
4: a a good zombie comic. I firmly believe that zombies are best enjoyed uh, uh, on On the the screen. screen. Absolutely. You know, or from the comfort of your own home.
0: Well, I really enjoyed Zombie World, the first Zombie World miniseries Champion of Worms, which is written by Mike Hellboy Magnola.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah?
0: Uh, so it had a very Lovecraftian flair to the writing, and the art was by Pat McKeown. Oh,
4: yes.
0: And uh, he has a kind of a cartoony—it like it was kind of like Tintin. If zombies were in Tintin, it was about a team of investigators who were trying to stop this uh, necromancer from raising an army of the dead.
1: That sounds like a good time. It sounds very Mignola. Like, if you had told me that plot and hadn't told me who the creator was— I probably would have guessed.
4: Well, the series itself was a longer running series, but it was told in story arc. So I think that was the first three issues of Mm -hmm. of the series. And then, you know, uh, the next few issues would be a completely different story arc, completely
3: different creative team. I think another great uh, zombie comedy is Zombieland. Oh, it's fantastic. With Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone. It's so well done. It's really good. And what I love about it is in a lot of horror survival movies, the people do the wrong thing. Like you're you're shouting at the screen, what are you doing? Ah! You know, and they make big mistakes. In this... They actually give you characters that it makes sense when they do the wrong thing, but mostly it's about doing the right thing and how Mm -hmm. dangerous everything is anyway. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg's character is basically all about following the rules to survive, to doing things intelligently. He's got a plan. You know, he's got a plan. I I like that. I appreciate that there's actually an intelligent character who's like, no, listen, zombies, we got to survive. Let's do the right thing. Let's not make stupid mistakes. And then, you know, he meets a guy who's wacky and... Wants Twinkies and endangers everybody. Yeah,
1: one of the greatest uncredited cameos Uh, of all time. Let's not
3: spoil it. Let's no, I mean it's been out
1: it. long enough that were we to speak of it, I don't think anyone could hold us blame. I don't think there's going to be many of our listeners okay. that haven't already seen it. It's so good, I yeah. still am not going to mention it.
0: I can tell you some of the other cameo roles that did not appear in the film that oh. were offered to actors. All right, oh, let's be honest. Yeah, Patrick Swayze was offered a cameo role as a zombie before his cancer diagnosis. Ooh. His scene would have parodied other Swayze movies like Ghost and Dirty Dancing. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Zombie cameos were also offered to Joe Pesci, Mark Hamill, Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Bacon, Jean-Claude Van Damme, and Matthew McConaughey. Jean-Claude Van Damme would have been a very different zombie cameo. <laughs> I
4: think they went with the right choice in this one in yeah. terms of the
0: cameo, yeah. you know. And Woody Harrelson attacked a photographer, I believe, during the filming of this uh, movie. Like a paparazzi kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. And then his excuse was that, "Oh, I was I'm filming Zombie Land." I was Zombie just being a character.
1: Oh, so he blamed his method acting? Yes.
4: (laughs) That's got to be a first, actually. (laughs) I thought for a second he was going to blame he was now a zombie. I'm sorry I was a dick, but you see, my character is a dick, and so, you know, I don't like to
1: be a character. I'm angry at the paparazzi because my career is undead.
0: Yeah.
3: (laughs) In the realm of video games? Resident Evil series... Uh, left, the Left for Dead series from Valve Software, which is a really great game that's basically about being one of four people who are surviving a zombie apocalypse. And there are zombies everywhere. And the whole mm-hmm. idea is to get from point A to point B and fight your way through.
0: Was that the arcade game where you held the gun and shot things? What game was that? No. You well, shoot oh, what zombies? was that?
3: Uh,
0: I remember that being popular in the arcades back in the days of arcades.
3: The House of the Dead. Oh, that's right. House of the Dead and they actually... Yeah, you had a you had a shotgun and you went or I, I think it was a light gun. Uh, but they did a PC version and then they modified it to make typing of the dead. Typing what? of Where the dead? Where instead of instead of aiming and shooting at the zombies, they had words over their heads and you had to type in the word before they got to you. <laughs> what? And then they would explode. It was actually really cool. So they tried to turn it into a learning game? It was a type a typing tutor zombie game. It was oh, fantastic. Oh
2: boo.
3: D- no, I no, not, yay. no yay. yay. I yay. do
1: I do not like to see education and my zombies <laughs> combined. <laughs> This is not a uh, peanut butter and chocolate situation.
3: But uh, the one that I want to talk about most of all, because, again, zombies, they're just all over. You can throw them into any video game. Ubiquitous. Would be the zombies in in the Half-Life series, uh, because they are caused by a a different uh, type of thing. It's a parasitic organism called a headcrab. And early on in Half-Life, the headcrab is actually the first monster you meet. It's this little... Like it's about the like the size of you know a helmet with mm-hmm. little legs and it's all fleshy and gross and they jump at you. They keep trying to jump at your head and you beat them off with a crowbar. And then slightly later on, you find a dead scientist with a head crab stuck to his head. Mm-hmm. His body's just lying there. And then very soon, you see scientists with head crabs on their heads walking around in zombie-like fashion, mm-hmm. trying to attack you. So this is what the head crabs do is much like an alien in aliens, mm. they jump on you, but instead of implanting eggs. It just controls your body and runs around killing people for it to eat,
0: kind of like kind of like that ant fungus, the parasitic zombieism. Then mm-hmm. yep. there's also Fort Zombie, yeah, a role-playing video game developed by Kerberos Productions. Who do we know who works there? Mm. Mm. Chris Stewart, perhaps our Stewie. guest on uh, several episodes, and uh, Martin and Aaron, who we've also had on the tanks and the funerals episode, That's respectively. Right. Uh, The game takes place on a version of Earth that is being invaded by an evil force which warps reality and creates zombies. Players control Ben Riley, voiced by me. Okay. A young man who has survived through the destruction and is setting up a safe haven in the fictional town of Piety, Indiana. Each version of Piety in any playthrough is procedurally generated with different houses, items, and enemies placed each time the player enters the town.
3: Oh, okay. So
0: every time you play, it's a different setup of the town.
3: Yeah, I remember talking to Stewie about this and he said they kind of initially created it just as a test to see if they could procedurally generate a town for some other game. right? Mm -hmm. And then they said, this this is fun. We should actually put a game in here and
0: start playing it. Players must choose a location to fortify, build defenses, and find supplies and survivors in 13 in-game days before a zombie horde pours out of Indianapolis and overwhelms the survivors. So yeah, very much kind of a survival game. You're doomed.
3: Can you survive two weeks? (laughs) All right.
0: Uh, Mike, uh, my brother and our sound engineer, Mike,
1: has introduced me to a board game called Zombie with three exclamation points at the end of it. Right.
0: This is the one with the little figures? Yes.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Where you put like zombie figures there's and you like have to There's like 26 expansions for that game. Yeah, yes. Yeah, precisely. I it's... think
3: there's even one called Humans where your zombies trying to survive from humans trying oh, to kill you. Okay, that's funny. They flipped the switch on it. Yeah. I'm a big fan we're going to talk about simple zombie games. Zombie Dice from Steve Jackson Games. Right. Okay. Super simple. It's just a, bu- a a little dice container full of dice and they've got brains and feet meaning that the target ran away and then little explosions on them. They're six-sided dice. Shotgun blast. Which are shotgun blasts, and you need to get you need to get enough brains without getting three shotgun blasts, which means you're dead.
1: So you're the zombie in this. You're the
3: zombie attempting to kill people, and so are the other people. So it's kind of a just a soup like you learn how to play in ten seconds.
1: It's a anyway. zombie Yahtzee,
3: kind of yeah, mm-hmm. very
1: much so yeah. Yep. There's an iPhone app called Zombie Outbreak. Which basically asks and answers the question, how quickly can you expect to die in a zombie outbreak?
0: Is it like a GPS thing or? No,
1: it's actually, it's a multiple question, multiple choice question and answer thing. Okay. So it just reads you like 20 questions and you answer them all. And then it says how prepared you are for zombie survival. And the interesting part is, is that how fast you answer the questions is actually factored into the program. Okay. If you answer it slower,
0: it will give you a worse score. I would like to see an app where the idea is that everyone downloads the app and then you decide whether you want to be a zombie... Or a zombie survivalist guy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. zombie hunter, be, and then it tracks all the different iPhones or whatever, mm-hmm. and tell you how close you are to zombies. Yeah. Oh, so and, like, and, you're, and then you can, and then you, like a GPS, right. what your escape route is. Oh, so
1: you get you walk into a crowd of people, and all of a sudden you just hear this roar,
0: Your phone makes like a growling noise,
1: and then you you hear somebody else. Their phone goes like shotgun noise. You're like, "There's the zombie," and That's you right. can chase them down. Holy TM that yep. one. That's actually a good idea, Tom The
3: only problem is that you would have to have your GPS on it, it would be draining the hell out of your battery. But at like gaming conventions, like at Penny Arcade Expo or something like uh-huh. that, that would be fantastic. Well, that was a good time. Thanks for showing up.
4: Thanks Mr. for having Robin. me on, guys. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I was super thrilled to come and uh, geek out with uh, uh, about zombies with you guys. Uh, I had a blast. I, I should uh, make a quick plug to this uh, book, "Zombie Movies: The Ultimate Guide." If you want to know more, uh, this uh, book lists just about every single zombie film ever made. Believe it, by Glenn Kay. Uh, if you can find it, get it. How many pages? 342 pages. Nice. Lots of lovely pictures uh, to look at. and No zombie fan should be without this guide. The zombie Bible. Well, You can also check out championsofhell.com to uh, check out more of the comic book. There's a uh, Zombie Jesus the Comic Facebook page. I would love to have you uh, join. And uh, you could always check out uh, robinthompson.ca.
0: Sweet.
3: Say, Axe Handle, recording the horse track Hooligans program really leaves my throat raw and irritated. I've got just the thing for that, the Caustic Soda Radio Hour, a richer, bolder, more pleasing podcast. Say, is that the one with the unfiltered, full-bodied recording by Mr. Mike Leeson Esquire? Say, it sure is. Now, can I find that at my local pharmacy or dry goods store? (laughs) You'll only find a barrel of crackers or plug tobacco there. No... Caustic Soda can be found at causticsodapodcast.com. Will there be Gibson girls there? Heck no, but you can find videos, pictures, links, and even caustic soda ringtones for your wireless set. That sounds great. Say, how much is this going to cost me? That's just it, Flatcap. Caustic Soda is free to download. If you like what you hear, feel free to make a donation. Yeah, a few spondulics will keep the gas lights on and the laughs at full gallop. And if you don't agree that Caustic Soda is the richer, smoother, more pleasing podcast, send your questions and comments to info at causticsodapodcast.com and rate and review them on iTunes. Caustic Soda Podcast, a superlative blend of science and comedy with almost no polio.